Hi everyone, welcome to your True Place podcast. Hi everyone, Anna is here. I have an amazing presence for you. I created a free workbook on where and how you can find your customers to hit 5k sales months. I shared everything what I learned in my sales corporate job and while I was building my side business. Hurry up to download if I want you all to have this amazing sales success in your online business as soon as possible. Grab your copy of 10 ways to find new clients and hit your first 5k sales months. Link is in the notes of the show. Hurry up to download. Good luck. See you soon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your True Place podcast. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest, Christian Morris. Christine is a business and marketing strategist. She's an amazing mom to three uh, children. And Christine has also passion projects with a charity in the Children's Hospital. Welcome, Christine, to your True Place podcast. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. <laughs> me too. Thank you, Christine. And for all of you who doesn't know, we are recording this podcast pretty early today. <laughs> it's 6 a.m. at Christian's side and 7 a.m. From, from my side because we want to make sure that uh, we align with uh, our family schedule and uh, making it fit into our everyday life, recording uh, our podcast, uh, enjoying time with our families during the weekends and still make it work. <laughs> And today is all about uh, how to make this transition, how to make it work uh, from going from full-time job to enjoying this freedom-based lifestyle and business that can support your life that you would like to live. And Christine is a great example and inspiration to all of us how to go from secure, um well-paid job to finally enjoy your life and running the business uh, that you're dreaming about christine tell us how did you come to this idea uh why did you leave this secure world of corporate job where everything seems fine you know you have your salary you have amazing colleagues and um uh, you dive in into this entrepreneurial world, which always seems unsecure, roller coaster, but still you're here and seems you are enjoying it a lot. Um, yeah, well, actually, uh, it was funny the way that it came about. So my job was term time only, um, which means that I had the summer off. And so I have this little app on my phone that was counting down to the last day of being at work, like the last day of school when you're a kids because it was working at a school um and so I was um I was counting down and it's like all right this is going to be my last day but deep inside I really wanted to resign but I was still a little bit like nervous of of doing that because I was really struggling with you know balancing the business and doing the nine to five and doing things with the kids and having to like beg for days off uh for things like sports day and inset days and um they didn't allow working from home uh, at my school, even though like I didn't speak to anyone all day. I was in my own little office. And so yeah. I was really not enjoying it. Um, but at the same time, I was kind of still afraid to make that leap. Um, and then they asked me to um, reapply for my job because I was on a rolling contract. They asked me to reapply for my job at the end of the year. 
So the a few days before I was going to have my like last day of work, yes. they said, "Oh, you you need to reapply for your job," and it was a formality. But I just went, "No, no, oh my gosh!" <laughs> and they, <laughs> And, was and they, it was a sign they were like oh they were really surprised and I was just like no I won't I won't reapply I'm gonna leave <laughs> and then that was Monday and I left my last day it was on Friday um so I just thought you know what it's been in my little app all year um and it's just a sign it was like I have manifested it <laughs> into reality that that was my last day because I missed the deadline for giving my three months notice and I was like oh no I'm stuck here and yeah and then I was like you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this sign and just go for it and then we went off to south of France and lived in south of France for the summer it was amazing and I'm like you know what? I'm never going back <laughs> to um to <laughs> so those to kind of yeah yeah oh yeah exactly and we're off in uh in 37 days we're going back so I'm like yes Oh, so it is such an inspiring story. But Christian, tell us, have you already had idea of what would you like to do while you were in your full-time job? Have you already started to make like preparation for your transition? Or how did it all happen? Because I know many women, they have this idea of starting their business, or maybe they already started, but it's still not progressing and uh, they don't know how to make it work. Um, if you could guide us, how was it for you to give some inspiration? Yeah, so I had already been running the business and I was trying to juggle both. So I was probably doing both badly. So mm -hmm. when I decided to move across, um, that was when I knew that I could focus down and really get serious. But it did take, um, surprisingly, it did take a few months um, after I quit to really get into the rhythm of it because I didn't know what I was going to offer and um, I didn't really have a clear understanding of my ideal clients and so the the marketing that I was putting out wasn't hitting just right and you know no one was engaging with me and no one was speaking to me in dms and all the things so I really had to kind of dial it back and hone in on who it was I wanted to work with because that's the most important thing I think you can't speak to everyone uh in your marketing you can you know you can work with lots of different clients if they come to you and they want to work with you you don't need to turn them away if it's a good fit but with your marketing message you only need you can only speak to one person in order to be effective um, and so that's the kind of thing that I had to really hone in on um, and get right and then uh, to kind of speak to people and find out what it was they needed and put that into the offers. Um, and then that's when it started to to get a bit easier for me to sell. That is such a golden uh, tips that you just gave to our audience. And I would like to focus more a little bit on this one because to all of you who just heard what Christian told, before you start putting offers out there, find out who is your customer, who is your ideal customer. I did the same mistake when I started my coaching business. I thought I would help women um, to build something. And I thought it was clear, but uh, realistically, realistic, it wasn't because I spoke, as you told me, uh, for everyone and nobody. 
so important to narrow down who is this woman how old she is she is in full time is she is a working mom uh, what kind of problems does she have and i know to create offers that can resonate with your customers you really need to ask them what they really need and what are their struggles you need to conduct marketing research you need to really dive in into your customer world before you start um putting everything together and that is what christian just confirmed that it didn't click before you know to whom you're offering it doesn't work before you know what your customer is going through their problems fears their dreams you need to know where are they before you start putting your offers out there thank you christian because i think it's so important um to start exactly on this kind of investigation on this kind of research to start your business wouldn't you agree on this one absolutely and to make sure that you're using the same language that your client is using so uh if you obviously you're an expert in your field or a practitioner uh, then you'll be using certain language that to describe what you offer that is specific to your your industry so you might be using higher level terms and um and they could be just going past your ideal client and they not they don't use those language uh, kind of language when they're searching for the solution to their problem and they might not understand what you're saying if they do find you so a important part of the market research is to really pay attention to the language that they're using to describe the problem and then you can go to something like answer the public and see how people are searching for you know how to start a business or how to lose weight or how to reach my goals. Um, and there's lots of different variations of the way that uh, people are searching for those answers on that website. So that's answerthepublic.com. Mm, that is such a good uh, tip. Thank you. I mean, I think we all need to, you know, to go back afterwards and write down notes. That will be a great <laughs> guidance to everyone who just started a business, where to start, how to start approaching, um, founding your customers and all of that stuff. Christian, when you started your business, which obstacles you didn't know you would face that really like you know hit at you and uh, start making you rearrange things that you started in a certain way yeah i think um like the client thing was the first big hurdle um because uh at the very very start of my business i remember thinking like well how am i supposed to know because i haven't had any clients so how am i supposed to know who this person is i'll just make i'll just be making it up and what's the point of that because you know i could think i could write down everything that i think that the ideal client will be or look like but how am i to know for sure and then where are they how do i know where they are um and so try to go and find like the groups that they're in and like you know it, that was the biggest hurdles like actually where are people and who are they and how to figure all this out so um and then also the hurdle in terms of like the operation side of the business was just how cash hungry businesses are um so i use a platform called kajabi to run my business i mean so yes. that's an expense that needs to happen i started yes. a podcast and so like there's various different things that need to be paid in order exactly. to keep the business running yes and so um yeah just kind of operationally getting all the things in place making sure that 
the cash was coming in to keep the business running and um, without having any backup or salary coming in as well. So, yes, because this can be intimidating, especially when you have family, children, you have responsibilities, commitments. And I think that is where we feel more stuck, you know, how to uh cut the thread of full-time job and focusing on business because we want to make sure that we are having stable income and this fear of what if if i'm not going to make it again mm -hmm. even if you sold it once then you start wondering is it kind of consistent or is it just a luck and it's not going to happen again so i think many times we start doubting actually our capabilities and what we are what we can do uh, while when we start our business absolutely and i think that fear that you mentioned um is one thing that you probably when you do make the transition there might be a period where you know you can't pay your bills and but it's not the end of the world because you can just work out you can just call like call your creditors and say look this is happening and make a plan um every entrepreneur that i've spoken to like ever has um has been in a position where they were like flat out and couldn't pay their bills and that was the catalyst that led to them like really diving in and being successful um it was like they had to get to that point where the pressure built up so yeah. high um that failure was not an option and they were going to do whatever it takes because there was no other choice um, so true so i mean you don't necessarily need to go to that extreme but i think a lot of yes, people you have wouldn't like... you wouldn't recommend this to our audience everyone shall feel you know what works for them what doesn't work especially when you have children you still need to buy some food clothes right provide to everyone so and it's better to have kind of financial pillow stability to save some um, amount of money to make this transition easy so you're not feeling desperate like you really really need it and you know so you operate in this state of abundance instead of scarcity because that is where i see many people make also a mistake so but everyone shall feel how it what works for them and um, be um, be conscious about the situation and uh, how it's going to work yeah i mean and if you you could always get a part-time job as well so you could leave your full-time job get a part-time job and that will give you a bit more of the time freedom to work on your business um at the earlier stages too so true so true christian how did you find of being your own boss of being your own ceo because what i see a lot of uh, times when we becoming our own ceo all this procrastination imposter syndrome start to appear but i will tell you from my corporate world experience you know, you, I never heard about those two terms before I dive in into the personal growth development. Because, you know, when you're at work, you're conditioned to show up every day, call your customers, send us emails. I mean, there is no such word as procrastination because that is what you're paid for, right? To call your customers, to make it happen, to make the sales. We all have budgets that we need to meet. But suddenly when we become CEO of our companies, something happens. And they're not showing up on the same way that, 
you know, we could do it in our full-time job. Many times what I see is because uh, customers and we start to doubt our abilities. Uh, we start to question if it's right what I'm doing. Will it ever be, um, will it ever be, you know, uh, to a real business? So all these fears, they start to um, come into procrastination. So how did you experience your journey when you become your CEO? Because what I say to my customers, you are the CEO of your company. Because if you are not showing up in the way a CEO does and what it makes, making it consistent, making sales, contacting customer, who else will, right? Because they're not coming by themselves. Nobody knocking into your door. You need to go out there and find your customers. How you found this new role in your business, in your life of being CEO of your company? Um, I think the big difference is when you move from treating your business like a hobby to treating yes. it like a business. So when you are um, setting, you know, having a business plan and you're setting financial milestones and you're tracking your KPIs and your metrics um, and you're monitoring continually like what's working, what's not working, you're taking the space to work on your business so that you're not constantly working in your business because obviously, you know, at the start, you're the marketing, you're the sales, you're the product creation, you're everything. Um, and so I, I have kind of got away from this practice a little bit, but what I used to do, um, and I found it quite fun was to have like a CEO day, um, where I would have like, you know, different hats. So you'd put on like, right. Head of marketing, what is happening yep. today? And then you'd run through all like the KPIs. It's just you, yes. but you know, and then you're like, right. Okay. Marketing is done. What about head of technology? What's happening with the website and the tech and yes. the landing page been finished. And then you go through all the different, like, so head of tech, head of product creation, um, customer service, and you know, then the overall, the executive function function of the business. And you run through each section and you set key deliverables for the following week. And then you go into your calendar and you schedule the deliverables into your calendar and uh, make sure that you follow through and do it. So just kind of getting that professionalism and in the approach to running your own business, I think was is one of the most important things that you can do so that you're not treating it like a hobby. I love it. I love it. So stop treating your business as a hobby. Start treating it as a real business. And real business, we all focus on sales, on activities that bring in cash into your uh, business, because as soon as this uh, well-generated cash flow in your business and it's like a real thing and that is what we all need to be focusing on not on pretty home pages not on pretty social uh, media stuff but really going out there and to find your customers because I believe right now it's so difficult to start a growing audience uh, in social media because of all the algorithm, because of the ads that you need to run, where you really need to be active, proactive, and going out there and find those customers, um, not waiting that they're coming, that magic will happen and mm -hmm. algorithm will start playing, you know, <laughs> in yeah. your way and you will find all these inquiries in your inbox. Unfortunately, it doesn't work, especially in the beginning. Wouldn't you agree, Christine, that uh, you really need to approach your customers on 
act away from our own side. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the statistic is something like 6% of your social media audience are going to see your posts. Yes. So a lot of people think if they post on social media, then their job's done and the customers will come in. But actually, like you have your outbound engagements so going and interacting with people who are your competitors and like commenting on their posts um, going in and seeing who's commenting on your competitors posts going into their profiles and commenting and liking the ideal customer of your competitors posts things like that so uh, there's lots of ways that you can kind of um you know, influence the algorithm to have your content show up a bit more for the people that you want it to. And then obviously you have the relationship building in um, direct messenger as well, because, you know, uh, people in your audience aren't seeing your post. So you can drop them a note and say hello and be friendly. And, you know, I've purchased packages from people who have come in. And I think it was, you know, probably months of um, them like helping me, like just mm -hmm. answering answering questions and being helpful. And then they said, oh, would you want my program? And I was like, oh yeah, sure, yeah. And I bought it. And so, I mean, it is a bit of a long game, but it does, you know, it does work. It, it does convert yeah. sales. It's the, um, the principle of reciprocity. So, you know, if you give someone a gift, then yeah. they're more likely to to do something for you in return. Um, and, and so going in and just helping people for free in DMs is a great strategy. I mean, that's why we have lead magnets, isn't it, in the first place. So you're offering something of value, um, you're giving someone a gift, and so then that makes them more likely to purchase from you. So true. So true, because it takes time, you know, to build this trust, to get to know you. Um, it's like when we are going shopping, you know, you don't just buy without trying clothes, right? You need to try it. You need to test it, how it will fit your body and how it match with the rest of your wardrobe. So the same is here. We need to try. We need to get to know people. We need to know what are their values, what is their voice, what is their energy. Do we want to speak with them? Do they right fit to us to be together? So many many factors influence when we are together with other people, especially buying a service providing um, product. That's a, like a total different game uh, when you're selling products. I, I'm Absolutely. And it happens at every level. So even coaches who are making seven figures in their business, like I've got voice notes, personal voice notes from seven figure coaches who are kind of known globally they're still like dropping into people's DMs and leaving them voice notes. So, of course, of course. So that is the way how we shall do it <laughs> to to make it more personalized, uh, to approach customers directly and uh, remember to build this strong connection community where you can build your authority um, to provide service to them and solve the problems that people are going through. Yeah, I think that people who go in and they say they want to be a coach or they want to be a healer and they want to help people are, are really, really shocked at the level of aggressive sales technique that you need in order to be successful as a coach. And uh, it's not for the faint of heart, this, you know, entrepreneurial journey. It's, you know, a lot of people will 
stop and just go back into employment because they're not prepared to do whatever it takes and to be relentless in the pursuit of it. And so I think that's what, you know, if anything that you take away from it is uh, just to, you know, to focus on a few things, a few strategies, and to be absolutely relentless in being consistent with those. So true. And I will tell from my own experience, because I'm in sales, like all my life, I'm in sales and trading. And, you know, from 100 calls and emails, only one or two might reply to you and show interest that they really need it. So one rejection doesn't mean anything. One no doesn't mean anything. It's not because you're better, your service is better. It's just, it's not a right fit for you. It's not your people. So don't take no, like the end of the story. It's just another no. And it's one more step to get you closer to your yes. And I can just confirm you this from the sales experience. Um, you really need to approach a lot of people before you get yes before you get acceptance acceptance and it takes time uh to make this christine it's just harder um sorry i was just to say it's just harder yes. when you're selling yourself exactly to not be, exactly. To not be offended exactly so true because you know when we work for somebody uh, we are not questioning somebody's abilities we are not questioning their product we are sure that it's good and we can sell it but when it comes to our own abilities we start asking who am i you know that they need to, that they will pay me how can i help them what if i will not help them and we start all these conversations but if we are not believing ourselves who else will right if you don't believe that we can help people why they need to pay you to solve their problems yeah absolutely christian if we would guide our audience you know we have uh, audience of female entrepreneurs who are probably still in their full-time job and just started their business what would you recommend like five things where to focus you know where to focus their attention their precious time that they're taken away from their families from their rest so they're not spreading it all over let's help them and make it like a actionable plan one two three four if it's possible for you to make like uh big points and say this would be a great way to start so you're not feeling lost and not giving up when nothing happens okay sure so i think um if i was working with a new client who wanted to leave their job we would look at a time frame um, you know how how long um, do they need to give the notice and how long do they think that they need to prepare? So we would look, do a business audit. If they're already running the business, look at where the business is now, the income coming in, the packages and the services that they're offering, um, who's in their audience um, and to make an action plan to meet the financial goals that they need to be able to leave the job. So we would work out what income is required monthly um, and make a plan in order to bring that level of income in, first of all, um, and then um, to uh, go back right to the basics, you know, find out the ideal client, create an offer, probably a one-to-one -one offer that they can go At and least. sell to the ideal client, and then make an engagement outreach plan so that they can go out and start contacting people in their audience and building the relationship and making the offers, getting people onto the calls. 
um, so that they can convert the offer. So book, um, yeah. So find out the client, make the offer, but the offer has to be like something that is a complete no brainer, like, um, you know, so much value, such a hot offer that it would be almost impossible to mm. say no. It would be silly to say no. Yeah, right? so, yeah. so the offer refinement is an important part of it as well because uh, I, I see so many people just doing like general coaching. So like, oh, well, we'll just do whatever you want or it's just yeah. general this or general that. But um, actually to kind of, you tell them what the transformation is going to be because that's what you're selling. You're selling the transformation that they're going to get from working with you. You're selling like the dream, right? So, oh, cool. yes, you know, a life of like financial abundance and freedom, and it all comes down to like getting these core things right because there's what your client actually needs, and it's what they think they need, right? So true. So, so, true. so if if you tell them that like you know, you won't sell any coaching program that tells them that you're going to have to go and send like a certain number of cold uh, sales messages a day. You're going to have to create like lead magnets. You're going to have to run ads. You're going to have to send e like, you won't sell any programs. It doesn't feel good, actual... you know? It feels like yeah. a lot of hard work and nobody wants to make it hard work. So and I always- hard work. Yes. And and hard work doesn't sell no but the reward so you're selling the reward what what comes after um so yeah making sure that you're getting your messaging right and then um going out and doing the hard work um getting your sales in and then you know creating a uh, so we would create the whole strategy around doing that and then you know at the end continue like review process review and iteration and then um, at the end of the program, then they should be hitting the the milestones that they want and be able to to take that leap into leaving their job. I love it. I love it. You just hang in the whole strategy, uh, actionable plan where we can start from A to B. And please note that you start working backwards from putting out there your goals. Uh, knowing how much money you need to generate and what kind of products you need to put out there to reach this target. Because many often, you know, what you're offering is not matching what you really need to make it uh, work for for you, for your family. So make sure it's matching what you're offering in your product suite uh, with the income that you need to have on every month's basis to make it work for your family and for yourself. I love it. Thank you so much, Christine. Mm -hmm. It really means a lot to have this clear strategy to understand uh, what it takes to get there, because we can see all this, you know, social media, all these beautiful stories where it seems very easy, so fast, but as you can hear, there is nothing pretty or sexy. It's really focused work, consistent work of showing up and make it happen and going out there and reaching out to your customers. Christian, I'm a big believer that your habits will make it through uh, to your next level life. And I'm wondering what kind of habits help you to build your dream lifestyle that <laughs> you're living right now. Also, you know, when it comes to your life and your business, because we all know that you cannot live a new life by doing the same. So you probably need to adjust your lifestyle that, you know, your daily habits, how you uh, 
focused on your business, what you did, what helped for you. Can you please share your experience with your habits, how they help you to build your business? Um, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think that your energy um, is one of the most important elements that's going to help you at work. So everything that you do kind of outside of work is focused on uh, getting the right energy for your focused hours. So uh, for me, that means uh, having exercise every day. So I obviously I'm a mom and I have three kids and we have to get around and get off to school. So I wake up at 4.30 every morning, uh, make the kids lunch boxes, get out for a run, get to the gym, uh, come back, drive everyone to school and then come back and straight into work. And I already know for the day, I'll already have my plan laid out and I'll know what my key deliverables are for the day. And so I'll time block how long I need to spend on each thing, whether it's like, you know, lead generation. Um, I'm writing a book as well. So I'm in the process of editing the book. So book editing um, or, you know, podcast interviews, client calls. Um, so it will all be on the calendar and then just taking each uh, individual task, putting the phone off to the side um, so that I'm not distracted. I have to take off my Apple watch as well. It's just no like notifications pinging away in the background. Um, sit down, focus on like, maybe doing like a half an hour stretch of uninterrupted work, get up, walk around a bit, back to it until it's done. Um, because I think if the more things that you can kind of shift on to the next day, there's only a certain number of days, a certain amount of time. Um, so if you keep putting things off to the next day and the next day, then they're just not going to get done. So making sure that I'm not scheduling too much on my calendar but yes. that um, the things that I do schedule on actually get finished that day. Um, and, you know, if I'm honest at the moment, because um, I'm trying to get a lot of things done so I can take the summer off. So at the moment, there is no like switching off. Like I'll work after school when the kids are home, I'll work when they go to bed. Um, but then that means that over the summer months while they're off school and we're traveling um, I will only have my client calls to do and everything else like the podcast will be done. The book will be handed in um, and it will be a lot more relaxed. So there, I think there are definitely periods where it will be a lot Boy, more intense. intense. Yeah. And then periods will like, so that you know that you'll have periods where you can like relax a bit in the business as well. I love it. But actually that is why we are creating our businesses so they can support our lifestyle so we can have this long summer vacation with our children enjoy time and not running you know and working and worrying that something you know will not work out i love it the way how you approach it batching planning in advance knowing that in two three weeks you will have this vacation you will have quality time with your family where there will be no disruptions and you can just you know totally relax and not uh thinking about that you need to show up on instagram you need to recording podcasts because otherwise you know your business is going out so start building this machine that will will work when you're taking vacation with your children when you're switching off so so important to all of us to remember and i can see how much consistency and planning your time blocks helped you to make your breakthrough and uh, the way how you 
really focused on the needle movers also really help you i believe to take it to the next level to take this breakthrough uh, so important to remember to focus on activities that will make a difference uh, in your business thank you so much christine i know you're helping a lot of female entrepreneurs to start living this freedom-based lifestyle tell us more about your upcoming programs what are you doing now what to expect and how you can help us to build this uh, dream dream lifestyle absolutely so right now i'm really focused on filling my one-to-one for the rest of this year and it will go into january as well um, and the way that I'm supporting the one-to-one clients is with a strategy for the rest of this year um, so that they can reach the milestones that they want in their business. And, uh, you know, financial milestones we're talking here so that they're bringing the kind of revenue that they want. My goal is that they'll at least 10x the revenue, uh, sorry, 10x the investment into the program. Um, so, that's the the strategy that we'll put together. We'll focus on things like really defining the ideal client, um, getting an offer that is a hot offer based on research that we've done with the ideal client and adding lots of value and lots of bonuses um, just so that it becomes like kind of a no brainer, getting the pricing structure right. And then we look at the content creation, content marketing, making sure that they're, you know, hitting the right messages, um, getting the right messages, being consistent, um, and all about the delivery of their their marketing strategy. Um, and then um, we look at mindset as well to kind of um, get that steely entrepreneur mindset yes. that we need to have in order to plaster our face all over social media, um, you know, stop hiding behind graphic content with quotes and pictures and words and actually step in as the leader of your business and have the confidence to, you know, reach out to people and sell. Uh, because if we think about the simple maths behind having a coaching business, right? Um, you have your say a hundred K goal. You want to make a hundred K. Um, it really comes down to uh, working backwards from your um, from your big goal into what you need. So 100K, if you have a five uh, 5,000 pound program, you need to make 20 sales over the course of a year. It's not that many, right? No. And so in order to make the, um, the 20 sales, say that you need to, say you have like one sale for every five calls that you do. That means that you need to have 100 sales calls. And for every sales call that you book, maybe you have like another 10 people in your in your audience. You so say one in 10 people will book a sales call with you. So that means that you need to have, I think I've lost the math now, a thousand people in your DMs. So if we can just go then and say like, right, if you contact a thousand people, you'll make a hundred K. It might not be the exact mass, but just refining what that is. Um, and it's possible to fail. It's a numbers game, right? If you've worked out that, you know, how many numbers, what the, yeah. What the, yeah, what the ratio yeah. is, and then you just, and then you just go out and do that work. It's impossible to fail. So um, I think 
uh, right. So that will, that's what we would be focusing on, like hitting those numbers. Then um, because it's going to run over the next year, we would actually, as a kind of a bonus, we would map out all of 2024 strategy as well. That's what I'm offering in my six-month container. And then in September, I'll have a group program which runs through how to create your signature offer and actually launch your signature offer in 12 weeks. So we launch, we create the program and we launch the program together uh, so that you're fully supported and held accountable uh, to not just, you know, have, purchase another course and watch a bit of the materials, but not do the work. I'm going to be like after you, like, have you done your pre-launch content? Yeah. Have you, have you set up your, like, you know, it's going to be like, you have to do it and you have to launch, even if you launch to five, 10 people, you have to launch by the end of the program, because then you'll have created all of the materials that you need in order to just repeat the launch cycle over and over again, as your audience grows and you'll make more sales and, and then finally, I have the um, online course accelerator, which is a self-study program for people who want to learn how to build an online course and to launch it. I love it. Thank you so much, Christian. This sounds like you really provide a lot of accountability, actionable steps, strategy. And I love how you break down to the numbers because now we know what it takes. Otherwise, you just keep searching, looking, you know, for some magical solution. You just need to do the work, like 1000 leads, DMs, and you are there where you want to be. And you know your target, what it takes. I love it because when we have this picture of what it takes, how many calls you need to do, how many emails you need to send, you already have a background of the direction that you need to move. And it's so important not to be lost and having this accountability for our actions when it gets tough and we are not showing up and you know <laughs> so i really really love it thank you christine i have three final okay. questions to you that i'm asking all our guests and the answers can be very short <laughs> are you ready okay i'm question ready number one what is the best advice that you received maybe it was also from yourself Ooh, um that's a tricky one um I always think the best advice I received was uh, I was working at a software company when I was in my teens, um, just on the front desk. And I had a chance to speak to the CEO of this software company, which was eventually sold to Microsoft. And um, he, and I said, what was the best advice that he could give to someone in business? And his advice was um, never be afraid to hire people who are smarter than you. And I thought that, that was so really good. Advice. That is so good. Yeah. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know people who are good in it. <laughs> so you can always outsource. Christian, question number two. What is habit number one that really helps you to achieve what you want? Um, I would say looking after health, because if you are not feeling like high energy and you're not feeling very well. Um, one of the things that has been really transformational this year is like to really cut back on having wine because I used to really enjoy my glass of wine at the end of the night. But um, actually when I stopped, I noticed that my cognitive function was so much better. I was much clearer. I had more mm. energy. I was popping out of bed in the morning, like full on, like already ready to take on the day. Um, so yes, energy preservation 
um, through health and, um, and movement. I love it. I'm the same for the energy and health because it really takes you to get what you really want and simply enjoy your life when you have energy and healthy body. Kristen, final question, question number three. Habits that you would like to get rid of, habits that doesn't serve you. Okay. Um, I think like lack of consistency sometimes, like um, it's it really takes a lot of effort to do these things consistently That's because cool. you could have a default mode, um, you know, where, you know, oh, it's just, you know, a glass of wine isn't going to hurt anything or like, oh, I'll have like a bit of cake or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's no, it's no big deal. Like letting yourself off on those like little micro like the micro decisions yeah. that you make where you just let yourself off the hook every once in a while um but it detracts from your overall goal and you know so it's all of the, like the little things or deciding oh I don't need to post twice on social media today I I've done one that's enough yeah. or so like letting yourself off the hook I think is mm. one of the habits that I would I would like to change because we all do it we okay. all do it really we do it too much and then all of a sudden you haven't posted in a week and you know so true so true you know i always remind myself it's okay to come out once but then get on it uh don't make it twice uh mm. because as soon as you didn't do it once then okay second time and then you're suddenly out of this habit for like one week two weeks three weeks and you start to, and you need to do it all over again I love it. Thank you so much, Christine. And where can our listeners find us, you, uh, where they can connect with you, uh, where's the best way uh, to get in touch with you? Absolutely. So my website is kristinmorris.co and my uh, Facebook and Instagram handles are Kristen, at Kristen Morris Coaching. And um, I have a Facebook group as well, which we can put a link to in the show notes. Um, and then, yeah, if you'd like to book a call, um, I offer free uh, 45 minute strategy sessions. So I can pop my link in there for you as well. Thank you so much, Christine. I will put all notes in the show so you can easily contact with Christine and see all the information. Thank you so much. And we wish you a lovely summer in South France and looking forward to see beautiful pictures on your <laughs> from your vacations. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Really nice Thank to you. see you. Thank you, Christine. Okay. Thank you for coming here and sharing with you our, your wisdom and uh, really helping to move it through and make a breakthrough. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to your True Place podcast. Uh, we were so happy to hear to have you here today. Remember to review the episode, share with everyone who needs it. Let's create more freedom-based lifestyle. Let's start living the lives that we all dream about. Thank you all. Bye.